Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we're talking about multiple offer bidding, in particular blind bidding, and whether or not that's going to be stopped by the government. Hi, Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hi everyone, how you doing? Hope you had a great week and uh, thanks for joining us. We are gonna be talking about the whole concept of blind bidding. Mm-hmm. Fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely a hot topic out there right now. Um, so I will explain that in a moment. Uh, what are you seeing right now out in the real estate market, Leslie? Um, I'm seeing um, still, uh, you know, busy, still strong, still a lot of activity, still a lot of interest, uh, with buyers, I'm hearing, you know, from some sellers who think that unless you have to make a move now, might be best to put any plans you have on hold until we're through this, at least this latest lockdown. But just a few people saying that, where, whereas I hadn't heard that in several months. But um, everybody's still chugging along and moving. Everybody still needs a place to live. And everybody's still very optimistic and excited about GTA real estate. What about you this week? Yeah, same. Uh- uh, although I'm not sure if maybe I see a slight yeah. cooling down, but maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, but it's an interesting point that you bring up about whether people should wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of a nice segue into what we're going to talk about today, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the government trying to implement some sort of, uh, you know, measures in order to cool the market. Um, one of those measures will probably be some change to the stress test that uh, a buyer must go through. So uh, before we talk too much about that, I just want to say, you know, chances are that's going to be coming down the pike for a change beginning of June. So it seems to me that if you're a seller, you'd want to be maybe doing it now and not waiting until people have to you know, uh, you may lose some buyers, right, mm-hmm. as of June 1st. So um, that might be short-sighted, but I think that's something, if you're thinking about selling, I would be giving that some consideration and looking into it ASAP, mm-hmm. right? We just don't know what's going to change. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors, but I think overall, um, you know, for anybody out there, which is probably everybody since we're pretty real estate obsessed here, um, everybody knows that the government is trying to make some changes, whatever those may be, again, to try to cool the market a little bit because it's such a frenzy. This is always very difficult to do because mm-hmm. there's only a couple of hot markets in the country. Right. The rest of the markets are probably everywhere is pretty strong right now, but certainly not. They're they're more balanced. Maybe they're a little bit more. Yeah. So nonetheless, that might be what we're looking at doing, uh, you know, looking at over the next couple of months. Again, stress test for a buyer, you know, you may have to 
probably make more money in order to get more money than you used to. So that's something uh, for buyers, you know, you really want to make sure you um, are doing it probably quickly because I know for one of my buyers, uh, their mortgage lender told me that they thought if they didn't purchase by the beginning of June, then it would probably decrease their buying power by upwards of 25%. That's a huge amount. Mm -hmm. So that probably won't affect everybody, Mm -hmm. but it probably will affect those of you who are trying to get in the market, who are already strapped pretty thin and looking to, um, you know, to get something uh, with every last penny you have. Right. So it means, I mean, those people are still going to be able to buy. It's just they're not going to be able to buy as much. Right. And let's be honest. I mean, this particular couple I'm talking about when who has, you know, a maximum of about $650,000, like it's already almost mm-hmm. impossible to get something that mm-hmm. they want. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they will hopefully buy before then. Um, and, you know, this may not apply to everybody. Right. Maybe it's only the first timers or maybe it's right. only the people who you know, don't make a certain amount of income or what have you. But um, definitely for thinking of getting the market and you've been dragging your heels, mm-hmm. if you, you something know. Something else to consider. Another reason to, consider. To, to make a move. That's right. Mm-hmm. Sellers too, probably. Right. Um, now, uh, again, especially if you have the kind of property that is likely to attract first-time buyers, right. it may affect the price you get. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't, don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Probably won't affect you at all. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that's been rumored to change is this whole way we do business here, uh, of looking at multiple offers, taking the highest offer, you know, it's blind bidding is what it is. Um, and so for, you know, and by blind bidding, you mean, yeah. So for everybody who's, who may not be aware, basically how it works right now is that, um, in probably 99.9% of cases, a seller will list the property for a low price. We are all allowed to bring in offers on a certain day and time. At that time, you put in your best offer and you don't know what the other offers are. Uh, the agent, the listing agent cannot tell you if you are high or close or you are one of the top offers these are things that you really don't get a lot of information about so as a buyer it's very difficult because you don't know whether you are at the top the bottom or if you're yeah. bidding against yourself you don't know and it's not that those listing agents are doing anything sketchy they're no. not they're prohibited from yeah. revealing they the are. contents of any offers yeah mm-hmm. so we do things different here than mm-hmm. they do in a lot of other places mm-hmm. and so this blind bidding process is really difficult yeah. for buyers to th- handle. It means you never know. You never know what the o- other offers yeah. were. So you never know for sure how you did. Yeah. And, and then you get the, you know, if you, let's just say for argument's sake, there's 10 offers on a property. And this And the listing agent may say, well, we'll send the top three back. Mm-hmm. So you may get that, that call Mm-hmm. Oh well, you're one of the top three. Right. Talk to your clients and see if they'd like to improve. Right. But you don't know if you're number one right. by a mile or you're at the no. bottom and you're just inflating. You know, but it it inflates the price again. Everybody goes back. They come back with another offer. You still don't know, and you hope for the best and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. So listing agents are prohibited from revealing the contents of of any offer, but their handling of multiple offers and um, 
you know, their the, the discretion mm-hmm. available of options of how to handle it available to them is is really generic and wide in scope. Mm-hmm. And we see all kinds of things. And there's the feeling when you're participating in it. Don't you feel a little bit, Janelle? It just feels a little bit dirty. It does. I mean, it doesn't feel wrong. It just feels, I mean, you, it, it feels, it's unlike any other perk. Is there another purchase like that? I can't think of no, anything. No, no. It just feels going in, you know, without information and evidence just feels uh, alien to how we normally operate. Yeah, and it's 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 an odd situation because mm-hmm. you feel like certainly some listing agents you get the impression they've handled handled it well. Yeah, and a lot of great agents. Yeah, yeah. and then there's others yeah that just don't. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a it's a difficult position to be in as a buyer's agent and I just really feel for buyers in that situation. Yeah. You know, I, I tend, I don't know about you, Janelle, but at that point, I tend not, I tend to not give any advice. Yeah, to, you don't want to get caught in the no. crossfire, right? Like, it's no. a tough position for us to be yeah. in. Um, I can speak to my knowledge of that listing agent as an individual, my experience with how they have handled things with me in the past, but that's only evidence of what they've done in the past and to give an inkling of, you know, how things are going in this blind situation. But other than that, whether you're one of the three called back, you decide to, you know, do that or not, I, I, I say, hey. Mm-hmm. The most I'm going to say is if you still own this house in 10 years and you're going to go back and improve a little bit now, will it really matter? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's not speaking to the specific ex- situation at hand. I really, I really don't because, yeah, you know. it's tough. It's yeah. a it's a tough situation to be in. I think that um, you know it's tough for everybody, really. Because haven't you been in that situation? I've been in that situation where they said just like you presented it. You know, you're the top two or three are just so close. There's, the offers right. are so similar. <laughs> yeah. We the buyer the seller cannot make right. a decision. So I'm going to give you some time to improve. And I've had the situation where my clients have said, "No, that was our best offer. Yep. We can improve," and they they got the house right. So it puts a really kind of funny feeling. Yeah, it in does. You. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what's close is the other thing. So right. I, I have and to say, like, I, yeah, too. and I believe that there are a lot of things that could change, right, from my own perspective. Um, so, again, one of the things that they're talking about doing is eliminating this blind bidding altogether. I don't know what that would look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, would it be more like an auction where, yeah. you know, and which is done in other jurisdictions. Which Yes, which yeah. I wouldn't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's open and fair and everybody knows what we're dealing with. My concern would be it would drive the prices even higher, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. because... Yeah, I wonder about that too. Yeah, I'm not sure it would have the desired effect. However, you know, because I do as much buying as I do selling, I think it would be very nice to have that transparency mm-hmm. where I can say for sure, right? This is... Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you, have, do you have any knowledge or experience of what goes on in other jurisdictions and how they handle it and what effect, effect it's had? I don't. No, I mean, I know that... Um, I don't think much of... I don't know anywhere in Canada that has it like that. I know the mm. UK and some other European countries have a more auction type of system and it's kind of weird because I think it it's it's like it goes on the... It goes up for bid on a certain day and it could take days... For, mm-hmm. 
you know, for offers to come in. Mm-hmm. I The way I could kind of see it working here, I guess, would be you'd have to put the offer in and somehow you would have to then disclose to every agent, okay, you know, Leslie Pearson just put an offer in at 1.3, you know, mm-hmm. and then like a silent auction, I guess, and then the next person mm-hmm. gets to top top that if they want to. And then to. I get to go back if, if you top me. Right. So mm-hmm. do you close the bids? Okay, bidding mm-hmm. closed at seven. It would so have you, to. It could just go on forever and ever. Right. But then don't you end up in the same situation where everybody's like at five minutes to seven <laughs> waiting to write their lot. You know, you've been in those That's silent true. auctions. If you where know you're, it ends at 10, you yeah. go at five to 10. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And you're hanging around the table waiting for your, you know, the mm-hmm. last minute to come to make sure you get it. Mm-hmm. So it could be something like that. So what is the motivation or, or what is the problem they're trying to solve by thinking about changing this? I'm not, I, think that, I think they think this somehow is going to change the oh, – help deflate the market a little bit. But I don't see that as a goal. Absolutely not. No. I think that is one of the goals, but I think it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like there's also a lot of, um, uh, you know – I don't – it just seems unfair, like you said, right. for people. So it's, um, you know, an effort to uh, gain consumer confidence. Yes. Yeah. Would the better option, therefore, be to, um, you know, have more hard and fast rules about about the situation? So you have to register at the time that you have to register by and you have to have offers in by the time that they say you have to have offers in. So, for, <laughs> for example, so right you now, have to do what you have to do best. what, yeah, and not take. So, you know, if they say mm-hmm. offers at six, then your offer has to be in a six or you can't accept it. Yeah. So the situation, people, now is that often listings say that. Often listing agents give we buyer agents that direction, but nobody follows it. Yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so then offers come in at the very last minute. Yeah. Or even after when they're reviewing oh, some yeah. they've already received. They're still yeah. coming in. That's right. So, um, I mean, a couple of years ago, they instituted a minor change where the um, listing agent had to be able to prove the number of the offers they had. Yeah. So I guess maybe the thinking is that that didn't go far enough. I don't think it went far Mm. enough personally. It just... I also don't think... I would like to see... And I know I'm sorry for sellers, but I would like to see everybody only have one chance. Mm-hmm. Well, There's so none of the sending back crap and like you're close and you're close, but you, you're you not, so you can go home. But how can you take that um, discretion or right away from a seller? I know, but mm-hmm. I think it would be more fair for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, there has to be a degree of fairness to the buyer in addition to... Yeah. I mean, in addition be to the best I, for the seller. Yeah. I mean, Cadbury's puts out the chocolate bars for two fifty. They don't say that's right. Oh, at the last minute, somebody offered me two two dollars and sixty one cents. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's interesting. So follow the direction, and you have to. You have yeah, to stick. if I was in charge of mm-hmm. the Toronto Real Estate Board, those are rules I would be looking to implement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get one chance. Everybody knows you get. You're not allowed to send people back, even if they're the same. You have to choose one. And, and then you and then work with that one because there might be some changes you want to be yeah. you want to make, but choose the one. Choose the one based on really sticking to come in with your best offer. That's right. Mm-hmm. Also, I would like to see changes to if you're going to have an offer date, you have an offer date. 
None of this wishy-washiness of may consider preemptives. May consider preemptives yeah. without notice and yeah. all this stuff that's going on. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's like the Wild West out there. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see that where it's either you don't have an offer date or you do have one and you actually stick to the offer date uh, and there are no preemptives. Um, and, and, you know, we've talked about this in the past, but people, just so you know, someone may say, you know, offers, uh, you know, May the 3rd at 7 p.m., but then they get a preemptive offer, bully offer, and then they take it, and they have no real obligation to, they, they're supposed to notify it's us. It's pretty loosey-goosey, the word of their obligation. I yeah. mean, I think they have to notify people who have indicated an interest in the property, but what's that? And do they really have yeah. to? Yeah. I don't what, think they are the complications if they don't? Yeah. yeah. Because you do see more and more of this without notice. Without notice stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. which I don't understand either. So, um, yeah, and, I ha- and I've had, I had a situation today, actually, where we were going to look at a property tomorrow that said offers were going to, are supposed to be Monday, no preemptive offers. And then today there are two preemptive offers. And I called and said, but you're not taking those, right? Said, yeah, well, my client decided, you know, it's like, why? Well, Mm-hmm. You know, which is it? I, I and I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I understand that we have to follow the direction of our seller, but so yeah, those were those are changes I think that I would be looking to make if mm-hmm. I if I had any authority whatsoever mm-hmm. um, to make the process more fair. I don't think having an open bidding situation. I like that idea, but it, I think we're too far away from that, and I'm not sure that would have the desired effect. Mm-hmm. But I think making the process more transparent and fair to everybody by saying, you know, only one chance and you have to follow, then the rules have to be outlined and they have to be followed. Um, and I, as they do in BC, you should not be allowed to represent both buyer and seller in a multiple offer situation. Yeah, that's always bothered me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we never do that, mm-hmm. you and I. No. I mean, it kind of, it's kind of our brokerage's practice not to do that. But um, people do it and it's, you know... Probably 50% of the time or more, oh, lo and behold, you know, the offer goes to mm-hmm. the listing agent. Mm-hmm. And how can that not come across to buyers as being deceitful? Mm-hmm. At least suspicious. At least suspicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I think it, <laughs> it wasn't me. There's a little <laughs> drilling. Sorry. <laughs> Construction here. So I think those are some things that we... That we need to, you know, um, just follow along and see what happens, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, that's all we can kind of do. Mm-hmm. Anything else you think that might make a difference? I mean, I don't know the interest rate situation is going to be exactly what they want to happen. Um, anything make a difference in what's going to? Yeah, like to try the, to temper the market. Yeah. No, I, you know, I, I, um, I, I, I'm predisposed to not like government intervention. Yeah, me too. Um, So anything that uh, comes from that source makes me nervous and I don't think has historically been proven to be effective. Right. Um, But I, I look for what those within the industry, like our governing bodies, I I would take, I would look to what they have to say with Mm -hmm. more interest. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we just have to wait and see, you know. I mean, 
in the meantime, I don't. I, I clearly, multiple offer situations are not going away. Yeah, that that strategy of setting an offer date, I don't think is going to be changed. It's no. just how we can improve it so that it's fair and transparent to mm -hmm. everybody. I think we can work better on that. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. And it'll ruffle some feathers all around, but mm -hmm. it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And you know. Um, Great and conscientious and ethical and professional agents and brokerages are already following, you know, best practices. And so, you know, we may not even notice for our business much of a change, mm -hmm. but uh, hopefully the broader work, because there's some pretty, there's some things you go, huh? Uh, yeah, there's a lot. Huh? There's a lot. Yeah. And what's worse than that, I think, is that, um, like, there's the deceitful yeah. kind of people who are just not good people. But then there's a whole bunch of people out there right now who have never been in this type of market before, who don't even know how to begin yeah, to handle it. they don't know what it. they're doing. They're so green. It's... They don't know what they're doing. I feel bad for them. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's, it's very challenging, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, hopefully whatever they do can kind of make, an, you know, yeah. positive effects for yeah. both sides. You know, and in a related, maybe but not related, uh, issue is... Um, because more, we're seeing so much more activity in the Durham region, and I don't think they have the experience that we have in the city with this type of mm -hmm. selling environment. This almost, um, this pressure on buyers to buy without things like a home inspection or, you know, be mm -hmm. because... I think that we've got to do something about that. Yeah, and wouldn't it be nice, mm -hmm. on top of all this, that if you... That should be a requirement That's as a I'm listing thinking. agent. Yeah. That should be mandated yeah. because that if is If you have an fair. offer date, you yeah. must provide yeah. a home inspection or the status certificate. Yeah. You must. Yeah, because it's hard now because of COVID. Um, you know, we're not, we're having shorter appointment times and we're um, not allowing over laughing appointment times. So, you know, if somebody wanted to do their due diligence and do a home inspection before putting in a firm offer in order to get mm -hmm. to be successful. No time. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And that's half I've, an hour that's, home inspection. That's not fair. No, it's not. No, so you're right. You're absolutely that, that's right. That's a related thing I think should change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, I think that's great. You know, mm -hmm. there, I think the listing agent right now needs to take more responsibility. Mm -hmm. I think that's. Well, you see that in the core of the city. It, yeah. It's commonplace. That's Where right. I'm not seeing it is in the Durham region. And I think it's only a lack of experience. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to some listing agents about it and they say things like our homes are newer than yours in the city, so we don't need them or, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I heard that. Like, yeah. So there's some, which is yeah. crazy. So I think that should be linked in. I, I uh, would always encourage my clients to uh, either do a home inspection or have access to one that the sellers have done. If I'm comfortable with when that was done and who did it. And this um, this frenzy of um, of offer dates that is restricting the buyer's ability to do their own due diligence, I think, is wrong. Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. that's my only la last thought. Yeah. Well, maybe someone will ask us our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, everyone, thank you very much for listening once again. We are uh, we're always here if you have questions because I know it's confusing times. You can reach out anytime on all of our social channels. Uh, the Janelle Cameron team and um, through our website as well, of course. And I've always appreciate it. If you uh, have thoughts on our show, uh, feel free to let us know. We'd love to make content that's of interest to you. And um, having said that, happy real estate, happy everyone. Happy real estate, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. 
but more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com, that's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com, or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.